Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with my friend Mike Kapler. Getting together just for some casual conversation like Cap and I always do every week. We just... uh want to talk about the goodness of God and his grace, and we thank you that you've you've come along with us. We're going to spend, you no, know, maybe about 15 minutes or so here just kind of chatting back and forth, so make yourself comfortable. Uh, this isn't a, uh, a teaching program by any means. We're just, <laughs> we're just casually chatting about the good stuff of God. I love to do it, Joel. I mean, uh, God is good, and, and as good as I think he is. And uh, compared to what I've heard some other Christians say, I would say that I, I think God is good. Uh, but having said that, uh, I think there's a lot of things that people go through in life where we sit around sometimes and we question why this happened, uh, how could God allow this, or why did God do this to me? That's always a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, and, and you know, sometimes those are legitimate questions, but. I think one thing that we're trying to get across here on, on this program with Growing in Grace is that God is on your side. <laughs> he, he's not against you. And there are things in this world that are against you, in this world system. But God is always on your side. He's not angry with you. He, he's not casting judgment upon you because you didn't pray long enough or because you didn't read your Bible enough or maybe because you really messed up the other day with that one thing, you know. he He's not just waiting there to hit you over the head with, with a rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I, I I think one thing that we want to get across here on Growing in Grace is, and you may be wondering, where am, where am I really at with God? Is, is, he, is he mad at me? I can't seem to get any direction. I don't understand why everything seems to be going wrong right now. And you know what? Sometimes uh, we all have those questions, and I'm not here to, to, to judge anybody who, who would question God in that way. I'm just, I'm just saying that He's going to help you through it. And sometimes in this life, we are going to have to go through a lot of muck and mire. But God can can raise you up above that and and bring you into bigger and and better things. Have you ever heard somebody, Joel? Have you ever heard somebody ask this question? Now, let's, let's pose a spiritual question here. Adam, when he fell, when Adam and Eve sinned, and sin entered into the world, the Bible tells us in Romans that God declared. Everybody guilty that, that sin came upon us all, even before any of us sinned, God declared uh, the world guilty. And some would sit around and say, well, that just doesn't sound fair. And especially if you have this mentality about God where he's always out to get people or, he, you know, you know, how could God let people die with cancer and all this kind of stuff. People who have that kind of a mentality, they're always wondering, what is it that God's going to do next to try to get them? And so when they hear something like this, Adam sinned, Adam and Eve fell, through this one man, sin entered into the world. Everybody was declared guilty of the same sin, or, or sin in general, that, that Adam was accused guilty of by God. And, and, and some people would sit around and say, that's just not fair. How can God let that happen? It totally sounds completely unfair, and I can understand why people would ask that type of question. It's the type of thing I've asked before because I used to think that the reason I needed Jesus was because of my individual sins. And and it's, I mean, it's easy to, to think that way. Uh, just from various verses that you might find in the Bible, you think that, well, you know, we're told not to do this sin, not to do that sin. So we think that it's 
because of our individual sins that God uh, is judging us. And so, therefore, we need forgiveness. We need uh, salvation because of our individual sins. But uh, like you're talking about, Cap, that what Adam did is something that is kind of like when uh, a mother gives birth to a child. You've got the parents, you've got the mother and the father. And before that child did anything to deserve, so to speak, the, uh, the, the traits that that child inherited from the parents, those traits were there in the parents and they were passed on to the children, not because of anything the children had done. It's not like uh, the child had made freckles appear on himself or herself, but those things were perhaps in the mother or the father and they were passed on down to the, to the child. And in that way, as far as my understanding goes, that's how sin was passed on to us through our parents, Adam and Eve, and uh, not through anything that we've done. It's interesting, you know, because, uh, yes, the Bible says we, we have all sinned, and, and, and we know that, but uh, it's not because of what you've done that you were declared guilty. It, we were we, kind of along the same lines of what you were saying, Joel. We, we were born into it. You know, I mean, we, we were born into sin. Right, we were born into it. Nothing we could do to des- nothing. You know, it's like we didn't deserve this. Uh, we didn't deserve. It. We didn't do anything to earn the wages of death. You know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And unfortunately, I mean, and if if this were all that there was to the story, uh, it would be very unfortunate that we were born in sin because <laughs> there's nothing we did to earn it, and there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to take care of the problem. The good news is, is that even though we were born into this thing, God made a way. I mean, even before we were born, even before we were born into Adam and into this way, God had made the way where he would send He would send Jesus Christ, born in the flesh just as we are, and he would overcome this thing called sin. But it's interesting, and what, what you just said there, if, if, if somebody listening right now didn't catch that, there isn't really anything that you did that you uh, caused God to declare you guilty or, or to bring you into condemnation. It's something you were born into. So when it comes to, uh, and we're getting to the good news here, like Joel was talking about, um, when it comes to being declared righteous by God, what is it you think you could do to be declared righteous by God? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of us in the Christian life, we, we think, well, if I can do this and this and this, and you try and get all your Christian ducks in a row, and, and, and try to perform up to that standard that you probably set for yourself or somebody else set for you, or, or a standard that you think the Bible has set for you, which is probably more uh, along the lines of the law than, than of grace. When you try to accomplish that, then you may think you've entered into a righteous lifestyle of some kind. Right. And, and, have, you know, and that is what is causing you to be righteous. But as, as the, as the case was with sin, coming into the world, um, having been born into it, being declared guilty even before you did anything wrong, uh, the same is true with righteousness, which is why, and we're, we're getting to some, some scripture here in Romans, which is why, you know, I don't understand how the mind of God works, Joel. I've got to be honest with you. I, I don't understand it. I get these little fragments every once in a while where I go, oh, wow, I get it now. <laughs> and I still don't get it, but I, I think I do. And, and yet God, the reason, God always has a reason for, for the things he does. And, and it's not to always try to beat people up or to discipline them. He, he's, tr- he's looking out for, for you. He, he's looking out for your own good. And God, in order for him to, uh, to do what he did with Jesus, 
what he did with Adam, when Adam sinned, he declared everyone guilty through one man's disobedience, the Bible says in Romans, through one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. So one man did something wrong, everybody else declared guilty of the same thing. One example of what you're talking about, we've talked about this plenty of times, so I won't get really deep into this, but uh, when, you're, when we're talking about, we look at the things such as the law uh, in the Bible, and you, why would God give that to, why would God give the law? Um, a lot of times people think that it's because that's a standard that we're supposed to live up to in order to be declared righteous, but the fact is, as we've been talking about, that we were born into sin. We were born, we inherited sin from Adam. It's been passed down all the way, all the way down through all the generations. Uh, but the law was given so that we would understand that we're sinners. It, it wasn't given as something that that we could actually strive for and and work towards to try to keep. It was it was given so that we would see the inherent sin, and so. Uh, that's that's one of those kind of those fragments, I guess, like you're talking about, that's come to people like you and me, Cap, over the years, and to people who understand uh, a little bit more about the grace walk that uh, the law was given for a pur- uh, for a purpose, but it wasn't to it wasn't to keep us on a straight line. It was to show us that we're not on the straight line. But I'm just kind of sidetracking there. But uh, you were you were talking about uh, something, Cap. I'll let you keep on talking about that in Romans. I forgot what it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what it was. I'm just jerking your chain a little bit, Joel. I know you never do that. <laughs> um, well, let's look at Romans chapter 5. You know, we've been talking about Adam and, and his sin and how we inherited that. But but it goes like this in, in Romans 5.15. But the free gift, having said all that about Adam and, and the sin that we've inherited, but the free gift is not like the offense or the trespass that, that came through Adam. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And it goes on here, but let me skip ahead another verse here. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So the good news in that is that just as in Adam we were born into sin and there was nothing we could do about it, uh, in Jesus Christ, once we've become righteous, there was nothing that we did to become righteous. It was simply by trusting in, in God's provision that he gave us through Jesus Christ. Once we've trusted in Jesus Christ, once we've trusted in God's provision, we're, that is now inherently a part of our life. Sin has gone, sin has passed away, and the condemnation that came with it, and the the judgment of death, that's all gone and done away with. Because of Jesus Christ, not because of anything we've done. Again, just as there was nothing we did to inherit sin, it was it was just it was inherited. There was nothing we did to deserve that. The same way with righteousness. I think that's kind of where you're going with this, Cap, and that we, we, God has declared us righteous through Jesus Christ, and there's nothing we can do about it, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and Paul sums it up in Romans 5.19, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, Jesus, many will be made righteous. And, and that's pretty much what you were talking about, Joel, and, 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 and that's what this is really all about. Uh, you see... 
God to to keep the integrity of of who He is and and what His Word stands for, because God cannot lie. He declared everybody guilty of the one man's offense, so that legally speaking, if I can use that word here, uh, He could keeping His integrity intact. He could take the one man's righteous act and declare us all righteous, even though we didn't deserve it. Just the ins- just the inside out of what he did with Adam and sin, he, he turned that around with the second Adam, Jesus, and 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 he threw it in the devil's face. <laughs> <laughs> if the devil could have seen it coming, he probably would have tried to come up with another plan. But he he had no clue. Even the Jews had no clue. You know, uh, remember when Jesus said, "You must be born again." We were talking about being born into sin. You know, we sometimes we throw these phrases around like "born again" and stuff like that. We don't really think much about them, but. The reason Jesus said you must be born again, spiritually speaking, is because you were born into sin to begin with and declared guilty and unrighteous and a sinner, even though it had nothing to do with what you've done up to that point. It was just something you inherited. Well, the same is true with righteousness and, 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 and excuse me, an inheritance that we've received from Jesus Christ. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up for this week, Cap. It's just there's just so much good stuff. I mean, we could keep going on about this. Just the the fact that through Jesus Christ we've become righteous and we can rest in that. Well, we thank you for listening to this edition of Growing in Grace, and hope you'll keep on listening. We'll be back with you again next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.